This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... Hello, everybody, and welcome to take three of this week's show. Because, first of all, Tom flubbed up, and he found it so, it was just oh so cute and charming when he does it, and then when I do it, it's like nuclear level. No, 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 it wasn't cute and charming. I just, you know, I care less when I do it. Exactly, like you just like were able to just react and just move on from it. But when I do it, it becomes like a thing that just bubbles during the whole show. Let me tell you something. Here's the reason why. Tell me. I expect more from you than I do from myself. That is You're bullshit. You're a better person oh, than that. You, fuck you, you. I expect more from you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I asked you to introduce this week's show, and then you were like, oh, I wanted to do a You Heard first. And my thought was, oh, I don't even know why I asked you to introduce this week's show. I know, because it's like allowing Nikki to talk? What? Like, it threw me off. It threw me off, too. Allowing you to talk actually threw me off this week. Well, then I guess we shan't ever let it happen again. (laughs) Shh! Silence. You will speak when you are spoken to. And let's start your herd so you can get out your piece. I hope everyone enjoyed Tom's last words. This week's You Heard comes to us from Central Park West and 63rd Street. Does it? It does. And I thought I killed you, but I guess I'll have to stick the knife in a little bit deeper this time. You're... I was going to say, going back to the Halloween theme, because this is the week of Halloween. It sure is. Maybe it's my ghost. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the ghost of Tom. Maybe. I hope he talks a little bit less than you do, though. But Doubt it. Getting back to your herd, which is my single segment of the High Regard show. I feel like it's enough. Go on. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hate you right now. You're going to fuck up a million-dollar job because of your fucking drinking. You were with me, weren't you, when we heard that? I don't know, man. A million-dollar job. A right. million dollars. Like, what do you do for a million dollars? Who's he talking to? I was think it Jerry Maguire? It wasn't, and I think it was... Was it Cuba? I think it was hyperbole. Oh. Like, I oh. honestly I honestly want to think that it was, like, it was possibly hyperbole, like, like a million-dollar job. Like, this is the job of a lifetime for you, you know? Because, like, they weren't, like... Oh, and it's really only, like, you know... a year. Maybe, maybe. But for this guy, it's a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, like it might have been his thing. And and he just was like, I don't have a drinking problem. (laughs) And it was like so evident that he did. It's horrible when you get caught in that moment and then you got to defend yourself. Because have you ever been called out for drinking? 
Yeah, but but yeah. were drunk when you were called out. Yeah, yeah. Which is like the most frustrating thing ever because you're like going, bullshit, I don't have a drinking problem. Yeah, I know I'm drunk right now. But I knew <laughs> I was drunk right now. Like, I seriously don't have a problem. But, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, you know, you're not going to win that argument. Well, do I ever? Um, When I just say forget it, you can have this one. Well, that's this week's You Heard, then. You can have this one. He's not as chauvinistic as he'd like you to believe that he is, just so you know. I'm very chivalrous. He is very chivalrous, but he has that, like, white male, like... What? Entitlement, kind of that, oh, like he feels he has humor. to play, <laughs> that he has to like play up sometimes, and that's fine. You that's know, we fine. We laugh about it. We do. We We're, laugh. It's just locker room talk. It's <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. What are you worried about, man? It's good. It's you know, boys being boys. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> now settle down. <laughs> Go to your corner. I will call you to your mic when I'm ready for you. At least I have a bed as comfortable as Kona's. <laughs> well, there you have it. So, well, actually, your bed is Kona's bed, so it's <laughs> not like... True. <clears throat> so, uh, this week's show, um, it was a pretty strange week this week for me, because for the first time in probably three years or longer, someone has come to visit me. Now, you've had visitors... I have. I've had a few people here and there. Yeah, I mean, you know, over the years and whatnot, you've had people come by and hang out and And stuff like that. And it happens very rarely. Like it really does. But that's a city thing, though, because there's so everybody's apartment in the city is so small. Right. Right. That if you all live in the city, instead of saying, "Oh, come to my apartment," it's like I can let's just meet at a restaurant. Three hundred restaurants that have a million times more room Mm -hmm. nearby. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's just meet at like an yeah. So it's not like, oh, we don't have people come over because we don't want it. It's just like when you're living in the city, most people don't. They'll just rather meet at a place than at an apartment. But it's partly like we don't want it, though. But, <laughs> yeah, and I think everybody's <laughs> like that because I can't imagine, like, because, I mean, I've seen some apartments. And I mean, they're kind of like ours where they're kind of, you got to use, like, every inch of space. So if one right. thing is out of order, like, you're like, oh, the whole apartment looks like it's right, like, yeah. like hit by a train. Which is why you like scramble to clean up, like you know, exactly up to an hour before the people right. Come over. Yes, okay, right. okay. So you had people come and visit you. Why don't you tell us about this tale? Of well, these- this this tale of scallops and otters <laughs> consists of a work visit, and um, basically my boss and that thing that just fell. No, that's not true. My boss and another coworker who I am very friendly with, and you are as well, um, came to like go over jobs and actually work in like a work environment. Like the apartment turned into an actual work environment right. rather than just a place where I work. Now, when was the last time that you saw them in the office? Um, March. This past March, I think, was the last time I saw them. So, the, so seven months. So you've been working from home for seven months, and you hadn't seen these people for seven months. The only people I have seen for the last seven months have been you, my parents, Tyler, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Those are the only people I have seen. And the, the delivery people. Months. 
and a delivery people, but I don't look at them because I don't want to make eye contact because I never know if my tip is good enough, even though I know my tip is good enough. <laughs> my God. But I feel bad like when it's raining out and you chip right, like 40% yeah. and they come and then you look at them in the rain and you're like, man, I should give you more money because my lazy ass would never have gone out <laughs> in the rain to go get our cheeseburger. Exactly, exactly. So they came and did a work day and, you know, there was once upon a time that I used to actually write about like workmen workmen's you know conditions working conditions not workmen for talent zoo right yeah for talent zoo and when i used to write about them i used to write about the advertising industry and you know things that i thought made sense and things i thought didn't make sense within the advertising industry and you like i have written articles on working remotely from home i have i have you're not wrong and I will tell you from my experience of having my boss here and seeing like, holy cow, you can't, you know, when you, when you mail work in, you, you might say, man, I'm working really, really hard. And, you know, an hour or two goes by before you send in the piece that you need to send in, you know, Mm -hmm. let's say, let's call it two hours. The person on the other end waiting for your email doesn't know what you're doing for those two hours. Right, yeah. So for two hours, they're thinking, where is what I need and what the hell is this person doing in the meantime? Because, I mean, I sent work out to freelancers before. I know how it works, too. Right, yeah. Having, like, and it wasn't for an inspection purpose. It was like, let's just go work. But you know what, though? Maybe maybe on her her end, maybe it kind of was. Like, let's see what he has set up here. I mean, obviously, you've been getting your work done. You've never not handed in your work. So she knows that. But I think it's just like seeing what you're working with. Just like, I would want to see that. You know what I mean? That's it. I'm saying, I just think, you know, which is something that I didn't include in the stories that I have done in the past on this. I am a big advocate from work from home. As right. Well, you you did. Like, you raised your kids, you know, as a work from home dad. Yeah. But, you know, the, the reason behind that is not so much for the employee's benefit, which is unbelievable, the employee benefit of working mm-hmm. from home. Because you don't have to pay for transportation. You don't have to pay for food. You don't have to pay for, you know, wear and tear on your car if you have to drive to right. and from Right. Yeah. Work. Yeah. It's that economically is like getting a huge bump, you know, plus the flexibility of being able to be around your family when they come home from school or right, yeah. if you have to run out for a minute, then you could stay an hour later. I mean, you know, if, the, if you're working a company that's flexible that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, and it wasn't until we moved here that like I even knew I ever knew that like work from home was like a thing. Like there was like once or twice when I was at my Pennsylvania job. Did I like say like, you know what, I'm going home because I had to transcribe like a bunch of interviews and mm-hmm. our office was like a romper room with some of our sales staff and stuff like that. So everything was it was always just like very hard to like get that kind of work done, right. you know, well, that's why I don't exist anymore, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, you know, I would be like, all right, I'm going to go home or I'm going to go home and like transcribe this stuff at home. And then like I'd find out that like. It was like, oh, my God, it was so quiet. And, like, I loved being home that I was just like, I'm going to go over here now. <laughs> like, <laughs> But, yeah, no, I mean, like, so I didn't start working from home until I started my first job here in the city. And yes. both of the jo- – like, and, you know, and it was sometimes hard for them to, like, let people work from home. Even though you gave me a laptop – and so lo- with be. everything loaded, everything that I needed was set up when I got there. And it was like, yes, like you can work from home like sometimes and like take this out on the road and everything. And it was like, 
okay, like you're giving me the ability to do this, but like not the they, ability to like the do ability this. to do it. Yeah. And it was always like I had two bosses. My first two bosses here in the city were kind of like, if I can't see you, you're not working. And I and I remember like That's the days. That's school way of yeah, thinking. Yeah, and I remember Absolutely. like the days like that I would work from home. They would be in like, what are you working on? What are you doing? What do you? What is that? What is this? What are you doing? Like, why haven't you answered this? And I'm just like, because I'm talking to you right now. Like, right. You know. So it's like they they were just because they always felt like everybody was shysting them, even though they were the biggest shysters. Ooh, sick burn. Sick burn. Well, in my, you know, in my writings they have an even bigger benefit than the employees that they hire because businesses spend so much of their money just on buildings. Like, you know, like the the real estate end of it is astronomical. Like so much money goes into not only the buildings themselves, but decorating the buildings or furniture in the buildings, Mm -hmm. trying to look presentable because you can't just walk into a building and throw in like some shitty desk you found in a basement and say, this Mm -hmm. is it. Like it, Everything is all about the presentation. But like companies hire so many people now and they can afford such little space because of the pricing of right, everything yeah. here in Manhattan that just to say, look, man, we can do like one small office with a receptionist and maybe like a few front face facing people that might have to actually talk to clients. Right. Whereas everybody else can work off site and now they reduce their costs by a ton. No, yeah, absolutely. And like you I would think that like you would want yeah, like why not have a smaller office and let people, you know, I would have no problem. Like I'm always trying to finagle like one or two like one day every other week or something to Kona like work and from I home. know cuz you th- there goes the naps. <laughs> like oh, mom's home on Friday. <laughs> Mommy ruins everything. She's going to be touching everything. <laughs> She's going to be yeah. sniffing my head all the time. <laughs> it's true. Um but like yeah, like I'm always doing that because it's just like Especially, like, and I understand, like, there are some Fridays where I'm like, I have to be in the office today. Like, there's just too much going on. And I don't mind that. But it's just, like, when you can take those moments, it just has a world of good. Because, like, I still work just as hard on the couch. But my day is a little easier on me with I can get up later with her. Right. I can just kind of go. Like, I don't have to rush around and get up, like, and factor in a whole hour in addition to the hour that it takes me to get to work because you have to shower and do all that stuff. Where it's like, you work from home. You're like, you're not pressured to, like, have to look a certain way, which I love because, like, I'm all about pajamas. (laughs) Like, pajamas are my favorite. Like, you're going to bury me in pajamas. Like, that's, like, been decided just the second. All right. So be it. I'm I'm not going to bury you. I'm going to put you in ashes and kick you off the side of a cliff. Okay, but you can just make sure that I'm wearing pajamas with whatever you do with my body, whether it's put it off the side of a cliff, you know, my ashes, or if it's bury me in the middle of Central Park, like whatever. You are going to have to probably find, you forget it, man. I'll be gone way before you. you got oh my to worry God. About. Okay. Anyway. You have to write that all right, note all right, for somebody. All right. 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 We're a sticky pad that says it from here on out. <laughs> like, like the day that I die, you should put a little sticky pad on your lapel and just say, if I should pass away. <laughs> and with instructions because <laughs> to whom it may concern <laughs> my god you're ridiculous that would be the one bad thing about working from home years ago when I used to work from home I was home alone alone like I'd, mm-hmm. go, like, I'd be completely alone and um, like before Kyle was born so that's going back 21, 20, 22 years, years. Yeah. 
And um, I used to work from home then. And there were times where I'd be like, shit, if I die, no one is going to find me. God forbid. That would be the one bad thing. Well, there you go. But then you look at it the other way and you're like, man, if I die in the office, is that better? Yeah, right? Like you want that? Like you want those no. people to be the last person, last people to see you in your final moments? No, because whoever finds you is going to be like, oh, someone shit themselves because everybody shits themselves when they die. Okay. Oh, my God. And then that's what they're going to remember as. Oh, my God. Remember oh. that time that poor guy died in that the office? That old shit the pants oh, died? Oh, my God. The guy who shit himself? Like, seriously? See, I would want to say that, but I wouldn't. Like, I'm too polite. I wouldn't say that, but I would think it. I would think it. Like, going, oh, the guy who shit himself. Like, I don't want to be the guy who anyway, shit himself. Anyway, okay. The... How did he go? Oh, on the couch. On his couch, of course. Where else would he go? Yeah, it was very peaceful. It was very good. Great. Good story. Did he shit himself? He may have. <laughs> right on his couch. Like, that's his last gift. Like, oh, you finally get, like, the part of the couch that you like to sit at? This is what I'm going to do to it. <laughs> you bitch. Oh, my God, I hate you. You're such an asshole. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm just marking my territory. So, For I mean, all eternity. You know, that's the other good and bad thing. Like, you don't have to hear the shit story if you work from home and you go. So... Like, you have somebody clean it up. So, I mean, there's all sorts of pros to it. Shut up about it. All sorts of pros to it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, so how did it go with your coworkers? Oh, yeah. We're still doing that. Okay. So, anyway, so they came in and – what's that face for? So, they came in and – They spent the whole day here, right? Yeah. They got here at noon or like maybe like 1230 by the time they got here. And my boss had to run back to the office, just go get some papers. Um, But in between that time, we were just going over, like, this is our busiest time of year. Like, it's crazy, crazy. And some people say sometimes in the summer it's busy because we do digital. Like getting prep, yeah, like prepping for the new year. Right. Or Because I think all of our email campaigns go out, like, in the early summer, like spring and early summer. We get those all ready. And then now to December – like right up to the holidays, we'll be trying to get like all these direct mail packages out. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge, those two times of the year are insane, crazy. But I feel like this more so, this time of the year more so than in the summertime because print, you can't make a mistake. And digital, if you make a mistake, it's no big deal. You go to the website, change a comma to a period. Right, but print, there's it. like, believe Once me, it's done. It's done. <laughs> there's no going back. <laughs> so we, you know, it was a lot, a lot of work and a lot of moving parts. And I mean, I feel like before they came, my thought was we're going to just kind of be hanging out, mm-hmm. talk about work for a few minutes, and that was it. Once we started working, which was as soon as they got here, because we were like, hey, let's just get the work out of the way and we can just hang back and talk for a little bit. We just rolled straight through. We looked at the clock. It was 5.30. Oh, my gosh. And it was just like, man, but we got so much done. Right. And here's the other benefit. The reason why we got so much done is because there wasn't people knocking on a door like, can I have a minute of your time? Because then it just derails whatever conversation you're having. Right, sure, yeah. So there's a lot more focus to it. Right, yeah. We could have done the same thing probably via Skype or, you know, FaceTime Mm -hmm. or whatever. I hate Skype. I, I don't like them either, but if somebody's like, oh, I need to show you something, it's like, oh, you could have showed me through right, this. Right, yeah. Like, that is a that is a good thing, like, because I, I do love working from home. Like, I, I do love it. And I also, but, like, I like the fact that, like, sometimes, like, you know, I could be like, hey, could we just, like, troubleshoot this really quickly? Like, because it's so much right. faster when you just are able to speak to someone. Right. But 
honestly, what can I say in like a Slack or like an email, you know? Yeah, I personally like a chat or an email better because there's a record of it. So if you're doing like sure. a bunch of stuff, you could, and somebody says, well, "Why do we do this version?" It's like going, "Oh, because you told I me thought to, yeah. this," yeah. you know. So, I mean, that's a good thing. But I mean, in person is just, you know, it was just great to actually have people here. Number one, for mental purposes, one sure, might yeah. Say. Because I think it, I I think it was, and I mean, like you were excited when they were like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be nice to just see them and right. stuff." But then, like you would you would like kind of like flip flop a little bit, like as it was leading up, like just like man, like I just I don't know, because like you got a little nervous. Well, it's still the having people, of yeah, exactly, people because, exactly. You know, like I said, there's like five people who I see, so seeing anyone. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So after that, you know, like, how did you feel? Like, you seemed really pumped up yesterday. And, you know. Well, there was other reasons why now, which we're I'm not going to sure, get no, into. No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> but, like, you were just like, you know, it, it just was like you, you had, like, a, some pep in your step when you were talking about work. You know, you were just, it was just like you were collaborating again because you are so great as a collaborator. You know, and that's a thing that I worry about with you because, like, you are so awesome in, like, settings with people like when it comes to being creative not like when you're not being creative it's like keep him away from other people but like in that moment like you just spitball and like you know troubleshoot and shit together like and it's just you're so good at that and that's why like it was always awesome because like my friends always loved you because you could just walk in with anybody and just do stuff you know what I mean yeah I don't feel like I can do that anymore I don't know like in that so I think that this was a really good baby step because it was mm. with two people that you've known forever you were able so it's not like you brought in like a co-worker who you haven't met yet you right. know who started right, right, right. after you or like right. you only knew a little bit before you left the office yeah. so I mean like I think it was good that you were with people who you were going to feel comfortable with no uh, matter what it was two people who if, if I, it's two people who I would have wanted to have here even if they weren't coming for work exactly yeah but but, you know, like you said, like I'm kind of like, you know, I'm I'm people shy for the most part sure, now, yeah. which is weird because I haven't really talked to that many people. This um, this when we do a, when we do this show is probably the single biggest chunk of conversation about one thing that we have, Who, like, like on a topic. I? Yeah, yeah. Because we, you and I, we converse, we converse like on like it's almost like we're on speed. The way we converse. Yeah. Like, because well, we, we have about so it. much to go. Yeah. Right. So, like, by the time we're done covering our day, we probably cover like 15 topics at night. Yeah. Because we, we don't have, we don't have a lot much, we don't have a lot of time together. Right. Some of it is very, very dark, as we found out last night, as he <laughs> was talking about like different things. But <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Thank you for throwing me under the bus. Just saying, some of it gets dark, but you know, but it's a little clip of a conversation as but opposed to 45 minutes about one subject is like, it feels like a long time. It does feel like a long time, especially when you're listening to you just throw me under the bus. No, but, but I'm saying when people come in from work and having to talk about something for work for hours. Right, like yeah, which job, is not something that you usually do, yeah. Right, it's kind of like, you. well, the closest I come to that is 45 minutes a week with you like to talk about the same subject for a few hours it's like I don't know if I can really do it and I told you when they came in and first saw me because they haven't seen me in seven months in seven months they walked in the door and they both well my boss first was like you look so frail like you look like you don't look like 
a big intimidating person anymore. You look like, you know, you wouldn't want to be outside. And I was like, oh my God, like you just confirmed. Like you just like. Like, <laughs> like complete fear of going outside now, you know? Right, because you were, you were a very intimidating figure. Because, and, but plus, it wasn't just because, you know, it was pre-surgery or you were still losing your weight at the last time that they saw you because you were only a couple months past, you know, post-op back then. But, like, you had a very angry persona. Yes. Because of the pain that you were in, because of, like, not knowing why the fuck you're in so much pain. So, like, you had a lot of anger issues. I did. I definitely did. And there's, you know, and I'm not shaming you. I'm not saying, but, like, so, like... The fact that you would you would be on edge the second you put the key in the lock to lock the door behind you. You were on edge and ready. You were a you were exactly what people think Kona is. That was a little based on her a little pocket pity. <laughs> pocket pity, yeah. But like you were exactly what like someone thinks every single pit bull is. Like you were just a fucking angry man going out into the city. Yeah, absolutely. I totally go with that. I think- so, I mean, like, maybe maybe frail, you know, and I have, I think, I remember before we went to the Mayo Clinic, and mm-hmm. you were sitting on the end of the bed, and you were, like, getting ready for, you know, you were, like, taking your pajamas off or something like that, and you were, like, sitting on the edge of the bed, and the TV was on, and you were, like, lit, and I was just, like, you looked frail. Like, to me, you looked like you, because you were just, like, shrunken. You were in so much pain. We had no idea what was wrong with you. So we were just, like, it's all of these horrible things. Like, you know, these horrible, horrible, life-threatening things. And then now, you know, we're a couple months past that. And you're, we know what it is. We've got the dog. You're going outside and stuff. So, like, I personally wouldn't use the word frail for you now. But to someone who hasn't seen you in a really long time, who the last picture of Tom was a bigger Tom, probably, weight wise, probably a hundred pounds more than what I weigh now, close to maybe, maybe 70, maybe yeah maybe maybe so like that's the Tom that she was thinking. But I see you every day, and I you don't like I don't fear for you when I look at you now. You know, like you're not like right. Like so, if they would have saw me back in June. They would have been like, holy shit, this exactly. guy's going to die. But Ex- back but in June, we all thought I was going to exactly. die, right? Exactly. No, but I'm just saying is like, you did look frail, but now you're getting exercise, which is something that, you know, you hadn't done in those seven months. Like, you've only been exercising. Now you're not even exercising. Like, you're walking with your dog, right. you know? So, like, if they had seen you back then when you were pale and you hadn't been outside for like, there were di- there were times where it would be a week before you would go outside when I would oh, make you. Oh, there was even longer at some, there was, yeah. I think the uh, longest was like, just like over two weeks. Yeah. And it was like, and that, that would be when I'm like, you're coming to the store with me just to stand outside in the sunshine. Like there's no argument, you know? So I mean like, I personally would would not call you frail right now, but I could see how she would being that, you know, she hadn't seen you. She had that vision of like angry Tom. Right. Well, I mean, I don't have that anger anymore either. I mean, which is no, another exactly. huge thing in my personality. And, you know, last week we, we went at the Burlington Coat Factory and we're looking around for jackets. Mm-hmm. And as I was putting them on, I'm like, I don't know what kind of jacket I want because I don't really know necessarily who I am. And I think work people still remember this is who he is. Because I know I was kind of like, what? Like, uh, what's that guy's name? 
Angry Tom. No. Dick Tom. Bill Braxby. <laughs> oh my God. Like, right? It's kind of like, I was like that loud kind of guy who can go into a room and just be like, I don't give a shit what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where now I kind of feel like if I go into a room, I'm like, fuck, if I get hurt, I'm, if somebody walks into me, I'm going to get really hurt. Yeah. Or yeah. I might pass out because right, my yeah. heart might start racing. It's right. like going, man, I am at such a disadvantage. It's kind of crazy. So they're remembering that guy mm-hmm. versus this guy. And it's not just looks that have changed. It's whole personality. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't even feel like I talk the same anymore. Like, I feel like my sense of humor is the same, but it's it's just kind of reeled in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could I could say that. Yeah. But aside from that, like. But I mean, I think it's healthy. Like, I think I and I think like I know you guys talked a little bit about, you know, possibly making this like a once a month thing just so that Uh, like you could all kind of be on the same page together. And I think that that would be really good for you because, you know, it's not like over. It's not like, oh, God, you're going to come every week. I have to see you people (laughs) like once a month. It's like it keeps it like, hey, guys, how are you? Keeps the apartment clean. (laughs) <laughs> it does, it yeah. It'll, keep the, it'll make us have to clean. Like we had boxes that were like sitting by the door for like a month, <laughs> and like we were like, "Oh shit, we got to take it down, Robin Company." So it'll be, that won't be so bad. No, and I think it'll. I think it'll be good for you, like just to see people that aren't just me, because like I see fucking people every goddamn day, and like some days I hate it, some days I'm just like, and that, and when I reach that point, I'm like, I need to work from home. Like I right. just need to like distance myself from human contact, and then. Right. And again, it goes to if you had an office space that had a conference room, maybe each team. I mean, you know, my situation is different because I have to work from home. Right. Um, You know, it's not because I necessarily want to work from home, although I love working from home. I mean, I just love the fact that I can be working, period. Right. But the fact that I can do it from home really does make it more convenient. Sure. But it's not for any of those reasons. It's for medical. Right. But, you know, um, when I'm working from home, it's different than other, what other people do. Other people can basically just go and, you know, meet at an office once a month that has a conference room. Yeah. And so now what all you need is like a receptionist, a couple of spaces for people who are going to be there every day, and a conference room. And once yeah, a month exactly. have each team come in and talk, or if you need to, twice a month, whatever, have team comes in. Yeah. And then send them on their way. If I ran a company, I don't think I would ever have. Like a big office. Like yeah. a big office. I would just have like a satellite space sized office that I would need for meetings. And that's why so many companies are turning to we work spaces where it's like you work in, like I had an interview at a company. Sorry. (laughs) I had an interview at a company that was in a we work space and they had a little corner over here of Mm -hmm. like a cluster of like three offices. And then there were like, I don't know, maybe like eight to 10 other companies on that floor alone. And then every floor was like that. But like you come out of the elevator, there's a common kitchen area. There's like tables and chairs, like arm, like wing back chairs that you could kind of just like sit and chill in. There was like booths where like you could have like, it was almost like three extra little conference rooms that mm-hmm. were just like these big booths that were like went floor to ceiling with the walls, mm-hmm. like the the backs of them. So like you had three extra spaces where like you can convene together and stuff and it was like it's really interesting to be able to like be small enough to like kind of work in that environment right and then not have like and then everybody shares the the electric the all of the other stuff you know and i mean and plus like you have like the doorman you have the like reception area like so you can take advantage of what the building's gonna offer right 
which makes way more sense as far as things go. Is there any drawbacks to that or is it all positives? I mean, I, mean, I think it might be. And I mean, honestly, even if there are drawbacks, I like it. This is the way that things are going because I did an interview, you know, earlier this year um, from this place called Randstad USA mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it was called Workplace 2020, and it's a sta- it was done by the, st- the staffing company. And it said by 2019, half of the U.S. workforce is expected to consist of freelance, consultant, temporary, or contract staff. Well, if you look at the way business is going right now, and so much of the conversation that, you know, people are talking about, like, shipping jobs overseas versus mm-hmm. keeping them in the U.S., I think most people would be shocked as to how much work was actually being sent overseas. Right. Which is the same thing as working remotely. If you offered somebody here, you know, the ability to work from home and that would save them so much money. Yeah. It might actually generate more jobs rather than why do you have to have your people here show up in an office every day? Because... Especially, you know, you have to see them work in order to believe their work. Exactly. But you can send work overseas to somebody where you have no idea what they're doing over there. Honestly, I can fuck off just as much at work as I can at the, like, you know, at home. Right. Like, if I'm in that kind of mood and I'm just like, you know, you and everybody has those days and you're entitled to those days because right. you have to be able to recharge somehow. So, like... People are going to fuck off no matter where they are. So it's like, who gives a shit? But one thing that was really interesting was that um, where is it? Hold on. The number of companies that are building what they're calling like these agile workforces mm-hmm. jumped to 46%. Damn. Last year from 18% in, 20, in 2012. Wow. And, and one thing that was really interesting to me, especially as, you know, healthcare is so important because of, you know, the health issues that we've had. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, the thought, like, I have to be full time and I have to have a company that provides me insurance, health insurance. Right. 46% of the workers surveyed by Randstad mm-hmm. found that they personally chose not to be full time. And the weird thing is, growing up, my parents, their parents, always instilled in me that full-time work is the only choice yeah you'll never retire unless you work full-time yeah you need benefits and so you know you need stability there is no stability the benefits that you're getting from jobs these days aren't nearly as good so why not take the money for it right yeah and two randstad surveyed 3100 full-time temporary contract consultant and freelance workers for the work workplace 2025 study and so did 1500 c-suite executives so like you got the workers themselves and then you got the people who are privy to you know the decisions of spacing and like hr and like all of these things and it's just it's really crazy because and and another thing too that uh, jim link who is the chief of human resources for the staffing agency Mm. he said that this agile People feel, and it's largely pushed by millennials who want to have, you know, flexibility and experience over titles. Because one thing too, like when I started out as an intern, all I ever wanted to be was I wanted to be your staff writer. When I became your staff writer, I wanted to be associate editor. When I wanted to, when I reached that point, it was like I want to be editor because like that was the epitome of like what 
the climb is supposed to be because that was always like you work at this level and then you get if you're good you get promoted if you're good you get promoted again so like millennials despite them being the trophy generation I mean well the older part of the trophy generation I'd say Mm -hmm. because like I think the trophies are like whatever they call the little assholes that are kids now um, oh, there goes a whole group of people stop listening to this. <laughs> but, like the little kids, you know, yeah. like the trophy kids. They're just called little kids. Like all little kids. Okay. But like, you know, I just think that it's interesting that like, you know, they don't want, they're not chasing the titles and climbing the proverbial corporate ladder, you know? Right. So, I mean, that's really interesting. Oh, hell yeah. So what do you think? We're all going to get to work from home and uh, I think so. Like, I I honestly think, and I mean, luckily we work, we both work in industries where that is not only allowed, but it's also not a big deal because you can, we can work anywhere because you can access, because so many places use websites that are now WordPress and easily accessible where you don't have to be like my, my only thing is I can't access our server at work to put photos there for security reasons. Yeah. So like my biggest issue of working from home, the only thing that I can't do is put photos in the desk that so that like our design team can grab them, but that's easily fixed because I send them an email and then they do it on their end. And it's right. You know, so it's like, if that's the biggest thing, that's not that bad. Right. So, and as we found out this week, you know, every single aspect of my job is the same way. And if that's two jobs right there, that proves it can be done. And let's not forget, even though we're not doing this for anybody but ourselves and the people that listen, we've been doing this podcast now for 108 weeks. That's crazy. We've been at it for two years, man. From home. From home. So, I mean, you don't need to have office spaces for everything, man. Like, the money that you save, you could pass on to other people. There are just such simple, simple ideas out there. But again, I think it really goes to, do you trust the people that are working for you? And if you don't, then you should find other people anyway. Right, yeah. I mean, or maybe you need to just take a chill pill and just trust that like you trust in yourself that you would hire the people that know how to do their jobs well that's it nobody wants to take responsibility exactly exactly on them oh boy well maybe we should just take a chill pill on the topic and go into a new segment yes let's all right let's play that music And welcome to segment one of The Potsy. <laughs> Which is so ironic because longtime listeners might remember a story that Tom told long ago in one of our fir- very, very first shows, which we will, of course, link to in our description so that you could relive the joy all over again. Oh, yeah. But Tom once shared a story of how he and his friends when they were kids would play Happy Days because (laughs) Happy Days was really popular when he was a kid and (laughs) everybody wanted to be the Fonz, of course, because who wouldn't want to be the Fonz? Of course, man. You know, I mean, my God. Like, who wouldn't want to do that? However, 
nobody ever wanted to be the Potsy. Nobody. Nobody. You would want to be Jody. 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 Jody before you were Potsy. Like, nobody wanted to be Potsy. <laughs> like, I can't stand how much I love it. Yeah. I can't mm. stand it. I can't. So, but here we find Tom being what? The, the potsy. potsy. I'm literally the potsy. You're literally now. you've literally come full circle. I'm kind of like the goody two shoes that can't drink. You don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? Yeah, that's a question, ain't it? <laughs> so, on the potsy, now that we have been teasing this for a little bit now, like over the last couple of weeks, what we're hoping to do is talk a little bit about pots each week since we feel like roly poly roly we don't really need any more talk about bariatric surgery because you know what guess what i lost another pound this week so look at us we just did a throwback to roly poly roly that's just what it's going to be it'll always be much more of that no however i feel like right now we need to start talking about pots because it's a subject that so little is known about right and, you know, it does affect a fairly large number of people. You know, it's a rare disease. A lot more with more and more coming, definitely. Well, that's it. I feel like right now they don't realize how many people have it because there's only a few places that are diagnosing it. Right. So unless you're flying to Minnesota or, you know, there are, I <laughs> believe, like there's a place in Ohio that specializes in it as well. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to one of those two places chances are you're not going to be diagnosed with it. Right, right. So, you know, the idea of this is to just try to go and get, like, some, uh, you know, information out there, like things like about service dogs and different foods that might help it. Um, What else? Just how, like, you you generally just deal with it. Like, what it's really, like, what to expect if you see someone and kind of just, like, the misconceptions that, you know, this gets misdiagnosed all the time. So, you know, it's raising awareness for it because... I, we we met a lovely couple on our walk today with Kona and they were talking about how we were talking about service dogs because we said like we're training like tra- Kona is going to be trained to be a service dog and she says you know she goes I think that's so wonderful she goes and I feel so bad for people who have service dogs because like she used to work in a restaurant and a lot of people would come in with a service dog and people would like roll their eyes and be like oh yeah like look at you like whatever she goes but you don't know like right. she goes because someone who is an epileptic whose dog can help them them know when something's coming so that they can prepare for it you they there's nothing wrong with them like you know there's and like anybody looking at you there's it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with you right if you if you didn't know me before i lost all the weight and you just saw me for the first time yeah like this is just a guy it's just a dude yeah it's just a dude in a leather jacket well now it is because i mean i needed to get something (laughs) to look a little bit more badass because when i was trying to find my identity like we were talking about in the beginning of the show you know, eventually it wound up being that we went down the line from these dress ja- jackets to a leather jacket because I was like, all right, man, I just got to like find a way to be tough. You're going to look the part to be it. like that Tom that you used to be. Do you miss that angry Tom? Um, To a point, like like when I walk down the street and there's like, a, you know, like a big group of people or whatever, I never felt like, you know, I couldn't just kind of barrel through it. 
Like I could just bowling go like a bowling ball through like a crowd of you know people and just be like, if I hit you, I hit you. I don't give a shit. Right. Because there's like looking at the size of you, there's nothing that you're gonna be able to like hit me with. In, you know, like you're not gonna be able to hit me or kick me and hurt me because you're not big as you're not close to the size. Right. Of you. Yeah. And that guy, I mean, that guy threw a shot glass or a, like a rocks glass at you. And then ran like a bitch. Like <laughs> seriously, when I turned around, ran like a bitch. He did. But I mean. You know, I miss being able to do that. You miss the security of right. being someone who doesn't get fucked with. Right. So, you know, now, you know, with Kona, when we're walking, the anxiety is not even just about me anymore. If anything, it makes it more anxiety in a way. Right, because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm worried like shit if somebody like bangs into me and this turns ugly, like I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me. But now I got to worry if she starts shit with somebody. Now I got to jump in and help her right, on top yeah, of it. Like, yeah. I, there's just so many things to like. And plus, like, and people, like, I, I notice once in a while when we're walking, like, people are so addicted, like, to their phones and shit. Like, one morning oh. we were walking. It was like, like, it was pitch black out. And this kid was walking. He, he looked like he was going to school or something, mm-hmm. you know, because it was, like, early enough where, like, a lot of students are out to, like, make the commute to wherever they go to school or whatever. And he was just like and I saw him coming and we stopped because I was like he has not once like made a gesture with his head that he was looking up looking up and Mm -hmm. it was just like his his face was completely lit in white because of the light from his phone and he and like we were over as far as we could possibly go on the side and like we were up against like um you know like somebody's like steps almost you know but like they had the gate so we were like up against the gate and he just walks and he like brushes into her and i was like watch where you're going please right and then he gave you an and then he gave me like attitude he's like you walk and he starts like screaming at me like fucking walk and i'm like i'm trying to but you're not respecting like the sidewalk that like two people should be sharing Right. And don't give too much away because you and I discussed we are going to do an entire show on dog etiquette. So we really are. And that is going to be such a blip because I have a whole list of things that I'm going to like get to. And from that's this com- morning. From the- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. From this morning. <laughs> but you'll have that in a week or two. Forget so. about the last month. From this morning alone. But, <laughs> but I, I guess, you know, this is going to be that segment. So this is just like the intro to it. Yeah. And just kind of like, I mean, we've been pretty open about pots and stuff like that, but we're going to share things that we find. We're going to talk to people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I think it's just an interest. It's a time to turn the conversation to this because we need to become advocates for what we're dealing with. Right. And we've have in the past for pretty much everything else. So Mm -hmm. to, it would be crazy not to at least kind of like try to share what we've learned so far. And, you know, we're going to be sharing some pretty crazy stuff possibly. over the next yeah possibly. i mean definitely yeah. uh, so i mean you know i will not hold anything back i will take any questions i do not care mm-hmm. and that's just the way it is so um with that thank you very much for listening to the first segment of the potsy and if you want to know exactly what tom thinks about being the potsy you can listen to season one episode five of the high regard show called levels of high regard in which we talk about playing tv game shows and some other stuff 
including wrestling bears and Pennsylvania's mouse population. (laughs) Oh my God, the early days of HRS, so quaint. Yes, where we used to have 23 subjects per episode. (laughs) Some including ghosts, some including sharks. Some days, some days. (laughs) That carrot's still hanging out there. It's coming, it's coming someday. (laughs) All right, everybody, so... um, That was the potsy. That was the potsy. And that's the show. I was just about to say I it. I can't see you because you've turned out the only light we had in the room. Well, you like the darkness. So I really do I'm like I'm giving the it to you, so there you have it. Yes. But thank you for listening, and let's get into some of the details that you need to know. Yes. Um, if you'd like to learn more about this week's show, you can check out our website at highregardshow.com. And, of course, you can always write to us about the, you know, working from home dealing with illnesses or whatever else you want. I don't care. Just send us some love. It's at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can always find us on social media as The High Regard Show. And you could certainly follow one Miss Kona, our sleeping studio manager, as The Kona Persona. I want a hard job. Right. All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you again next week. stuff, cleaning urinals, uh, blood stuff, your basic slimes, your sludges, anything dead or decaying, you know, I'm on it, I'm dealing with it.